You're now listening to a Rat House Production podcast. For more podcasts like this, head to rattahaus.net. Hey, hey, you guys, and welcome to That's Life. 26 years in the making and counting. I'm your host, MTR also known as Matt the Rat. Well, you guys, we have an extremely special guest all the way from New York, probably my favorite podcast that is out there right now, Mike Russo from the Growing Up Not Growing Old podcast. How are you doing, man? What's up, Matt? Thanks for having me on, on your show, man. I really appreciate that. And uh, you, you, You're hyping me up too much, man. It's too much pressure right now. <laughs> nah, it's not even high. It's 110% true. If you guys haven't checked out the Growing Up Not Growing Old podcast, Fucking shame on you, because I've told you time and time again to go check them out. Mike uh, has been nice enough to not only let me on his podcast, but we totally haven't fucking had him on That's Life. And I'm kind of curious, Mike, because I didn't really listen to any backlog when I listened to Growing Up Not Growing Up. I jumped on, and I, I've just been listening from there. So I don't even know your story or how you even got into podcasting. So I got to ask, man, uh, it says established in 2013. That was the same year Rat House uh, started as well. How did you get into podcasting? Uh, you know what? I was, you know, I listened to Opie and Anthony. They're huge in New York. I mean, they're across the country, but uh, at least when they were a whole team, they were. Um, and they would have comics on a lot, uh, specifically the head Bob Kelly. He's a, a comedian. And uh, he would talk about – he used to do a podcast on his phone before podcast w- was a thing. You know what I'm saying? And and he would just put it on his phone and, and release it on iTunes. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, wow, that's pretty fucking cool. Maybe that's something I might like. You know, maybe something I, I, I might want to get into. Not that I was uh, always inspiring to be a host or, or some kind of a talk show guy, but I just thought that would be like a different thing to do. Um, so that kind of planted the seed. And then one day me and my friends were at the bar hanging out. There was like, I don't know, five or six of us. And my friend's girlfriend came to pick us up cause she was, you know, she wasn't drinking and we all packed inside her little car. I mean, there was two guys in the hatch. That's how many people we had in oh, this car. Shit. <laughs> yeah. So we were driving back from the bar and, and just everyone was talking shit, you know, two different stories going on at once. And one guy was talking about picking up girls and the other guy was giving him advice on how to close the deal. And this other person was talking about stop signs and driving through stuff. So I recorded it on my iPhone, but I didn't tell anybody. All right. So we get halfway home. I was like, yo guys, check this out. And we played it on the radio. We hooked up the auxiliary cord and people, they, they all loved it. They were laughing. All, Holy shit. That's fucking fun. I was like, you know what? Maybe if I can get my friends together every week, and we'll just hang out and talk shit together. People might like it. You know, it might be a thing. Just, you know, because a lot of times some of the funniest people, you know, or like the guy next to you or the guy you work with or whatever. So long story short, people aren't as forthcoming as they are when they're not being when they don't know they're being recorded. Oh, yeah. I, I, I've, <laughs> I've had those times. I've had those several, several times. I actually when I wanted to bring back uh, one of our old podcasts, The Morning Wood. I wanted to make it kind of, uh, like the funniest guy I knew. I was like, yo, dude, like, come on, like, let's do this together. And he was like, yeah, let's do it. And 
I'm not going to lie. We recorded the first episode. I never fucking released it, dude. Like wow. there's something about having the microphone in front of you that sometimes like it gets intimidating for a lot of people. It's a whole different dynamic. And I couldn't believe how many times uh, I, I'll have someone on who I've known for 20 years and, and they're telling me like they're nervous. And I guess it's kind of understandable, but I could, I was took taken back by it. Um, so anyway, what, what ended up happening, I couldn't get any, I, it's impossible to get anybody in, a, in the same room for more than fucking a week. Um, so what happened was it just turned into my, my show just turned into originally it was just me and my friends hanging out, just me and my friends and, and my family. It ended up being a different person every week, just talking shit on the mic. And it, it's under the, uh, the category of comedy on iTunes, but it's not a comedy show. It's more of like, if there was a, a, a category for just like. Uh, hopefully relatable. <laughs> That's the there, you know. Hopefully relatable. Because yeah, my show, it's always been. It's not a comedy. It's not. We're not the smartest guys. We're not, you know, this or that. But at the very least, if we could just, if people couldn't relate to what the fuck we're talking about in our stories, and the shit that goes on, and then we talk about, you know, politics once in a while and race, religion, which is, you know, always in the news and shit. A lot of movie talk, a lot of shit about music, you know. And, you know, it's, it'll be all right if people just can say, oh, yeah, I, I, I want to talk about uh, like if I'm t- talking about something and someone listening wants to call in, even though it's not live. That's kind of what I'm shooting for. Yeah. Yeah. And the usual suspects right now are uh, Jimmy from Blast Furnace Productions. It's uh, Ant, uh, which is your brother and mm-hmm. Polly, which what's what's Polly? That's just a good friend of yours or, you know, Paulie Nugent is um. He's from uh, the hip-hop group Lords of Brooklyn and the Dead Rabbits. Yeah, that's what it was. Now, I knew the Lords of Brooklyn from back in the day, not them personally, but I knew their music. And then uh, when I jumped on Instagram, I kind of connected with him through we have a Brooklyn connection because I'm originally from Brooklyn. He's still there. I'm on Long Island now. So we kind of connected on that front, and he's still in the music business. And when he saw that I have a podcast, he started listening to it. He reached out to me. Uh, said that, you know, he listens and I reached out to him, said, yo, you got to jump on. And it took us like two years to connect. Really? But, uh, yeah. Ever since then, I've been trying to get him on at least once a month. Dude, he, it's always awesome. to It's always awesome to hear all of them. Actually, due to Jimmy, I checked out a lot of the bands that end up playing uh, for his production company when he puts it on for uh, everybody in New York. Where's the uh, venue again? It's It's Lucky 13, correct? Yeah, you got a great memory, man. It's yeah, it's a Lucky Thirteen Saloon in uh, Brooklyn. You know what's funny is you say I have a great memory, but I swear to God, ask me all my cousins' names. Would couldn't fucking remember if my life <laughs> depended on it. But be like, like, what's Jimmy? What's Jimmy's production coming? Oh, dude, Blast Furnace, man. Like, it's funny. Like the the things that you know, not dissing anybody. Maybe I shouldn't be remembering. Like yeah. I do, and the things that like I should remember, I'm like, that's fucking useless. I don't, I don't need that in my life at all. Yeah, I'm the same way. But for me, it's like actors' names, right? Or like movies and the years they came out and shit. Yeah, I could watch a movie one time straight through, and nine times out of ten, I could tell you anything and everything that happened happened in that movie. Yeah, but then I can't remember someone's name I just met last week. Right? Like, don't you remember Mikey? And you're like, nah, I don't remember. Who the fuck is Mikey? Like, I don't know this guy. What are you talking about? Oh, the about? guy with the big mole on his face? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's his name. Okay. I just remember him as Mole Guy. I don't remember him as anything. That's what his name I didn't even know he had a fucking name. 
<laughs> but yeah, it's it's so great listening to the Growing Up Not Growing Old podcast. And of course, to support you, um, I went ahead and I bought a t-shirt off Teespring. So uh, you guys go ahead and go to uh, teespring.com slash gungo summer. And awesome. is it is that? Am I right? Yeah, you got it, man. And um, I really appreciate that. Yeah, no, no worries. I actually missed when you guys first uh, released stuff, which I would say was during the winter time, which yeah. is when you had a growing up, not growing old sweater. And I really freaking wanted it, but I was tight on money. But now that I'm not so tight on money, I was like, oh, dude, I'm totally picking up a fucking growing up, not growing old t-shirt. They're awesome. So go ahead and make sure to go to teespring.com slash gungo summer and you'll be able to pick up your growing up, not growing old t-shirt. Support Mike and all that he does. Go ahead and go check out the growing up, not growing old podcast. But you're into hardcore music, man. How did you get into that? Um, You know, before I get into that, let me just say one, one thing on the teespring. I also got a uh, girl shirt. So, I mean, if you go, you Tiffany do. wants a shirt. Yo, let her know, Gungo. Teespring.com <laughs> backslash Gungo, girl. I got fitted women's tees. I'm going to I'm gonna have to probably scoop one of those up and give it to Tiffany, our, our co-host on the podcast, because that's a... You know, I forgot that that you released those, too. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. So go ahead and make sure to pick up the girl tees as well. If you're a girl that listens to Growing Up Not Growing Old and you love what Mike does, go ahead and go support him. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, yeah, you, you actually... You play hardcore. That was the great thing about listening to the Growing Up Not Growing Old podcast, there were some bands that you guys would talk about, like uh, Norman Bates and the Showerheads. It was Showerheads? Yeah, I love that band. Great band. And never, ever heard of them at all. And I was like, fuck. And I tried looking them up, really didn't find much. But (laughs) at least through the Gungo podcast, you pulled up some recordings, at least for two or three shows that you've had on the podcast. So it was able to expose me to bands that I've never heard of. And as a special guest, it was awesome because I got to choose uh, music as well. But it was always great to listen to the hardcore music that you promote and push. So mm. like I said a little bit earlier, how do you how did you get into hardcore music? Oh, that's a, uh, that's a, I like the story. I like telling a story. <laughs> oh, no. Because, um, you know, back <laughs> in the day, uh, I, I was into metal. Um, I used to listen to, like, Slayer, of course, Venom, old Venom, old Celtic Frost. I wasn't, like, into, like, the metal, like, the, I'm doing air quotes right now, the metal metal, like, Judas Priest and, like, Megadeth. I never liked that kind of stuff. I always, uh, excuse me, I always liked, like, Venom, like, Satanic, Celtic Frost, like, this dark, dark shit. Slayer, uh, Creator, these kind what, of What bands. about that guy that has all, like, the upside-down black crosses on his uh, King Diamond. What about King Diamond? You know, when I was a kid, I loved King Diamond. Um, but you didn't t- like Judas Priest. Didn't like Judas Priest. I uh, didn't like Anthrax. Didn't like Megadeth. Like, the regular just... Yeah, like- yeah. It was. It's kind of lighter compared to the stuff you're, you're mentioning right now. You know, uh, did you ever play Dungeons & Dragons as a kid at all? No, dude. That was, like, not to be mean, way past my era. And even people that, like, I tried to talk to about games. Like, Dungeons & Dragons, all I know is the fucking movie, which was apparently horrible. Yeah, and the cartoon was shit, too. Yeah, and I don't even recall a cartoon. So, like, Dungeons & Dragons was kind of like a myth. Like, oh, you play Dungeons & Dragons? Like, I've never even met a motherfucker that plays Dungeons & Dragons ever. Yeah. Um, it was like a, if you played in my era, I'm, uh, I just turned 39. So when I was a kid, um, if you played that, you were like the worst person ever. No like you shit. were like a, a nerd, like a, a peon. 
But me and my friends, we were cool. We were down with the jocks. We were down with the metalheads. We were down with the geeks and the nerds. So we could play football and then go play D&D. So we fucking, we played my one friend who was like the leader, the dungeon master. What the fuck they call dungeon (laughs) master? master. Yeah, yeah. He created a whole Dungeons and Dragons campaign related around the King Diamond record. Get the fuck out of it. Could you do that? Like, how does Dungeons and Dragons even work? Uh, it's, it's you got one guy who's pretty much like telling the story and you know like uh man you might be too young for this as well do you uh you ever um the pick your own adventure books yeah 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 i yeah actually but the only reason i know that is because not specifically if that's a title i don't know but i do know when you would read goosebumps uh after like the tail end of all the goosebumps, they started doing choose your own adventure. And when you'd read it at the very bottom, it'd say like, if you want to go left, go to page yes. 96. You want to go right, go to 105. And like, you would die in the book sometimes. Yeah. Same concept, but you, it's in like, you have a piece of paper and you have your character's name, his class, his, his, his hit points and his weapons and all this shit, some real nerd shit. But it was a lot of fun. When you're a kid, your imagination goes wild. So King Diamond's albums were a lot of times the whole albums was a story, like a cohesive story. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so one of his albums, it was called Them, I think. Yeah, Them. He just created a whole campaign around that album. And it was really fucking cool. It was really easy to beat because I knew the fucking album front and back. But uh, I went back and listened to King Diamond as an adult, and I, I think it stinks. <laughs> what get the hell out of here something you yeah. like so much you're like oh, i don't want to listen to it anymore yeah i tried i went back and listened to it oh boy they, that's horrible stuff man fuck <laughs> it's really bad i loved it so much as a kid but yeah so i listened to a lot of the metal stuff um and then you know as a kid i think it was in sixth grade i would have you know the leather jacket with the cut off sleeve denim on top of that and i would have the venom patch i had a venom patch on uh and you know, slay a patch here and there. I wrote in marker on my on my on my jacket. You know, possessed or whatever. Yeah. So there's another metal dude was like, "Yo, you have any circle jerks?" I was like, "No, I don't have any circle jerks." But my brother had a circle jerks cassette because he would be he would play punk and shit. So I was like, you know, he was like the the friend from school was like, "Yo, if you bring me a circle jerks cassette, circle jerks tape, I'll give you something." But he didn't tell me what it was. I was like, "All right, fuck it." So I went home. And I straight up robbed my brother's Circle Jerks cassette. Oh, come on. Does he know about this? I just fucking boosted it, bro. (laughs) That's fucked. Yeah, I just boosted that shit. So I brought it into school the next day. And I was like, yo, here, here's the Circle Jerks cassette. He was like, okay, now he gave me something. And he gave me this cassette. It was called New York Hardcore, Where the Wild Things Are. And I looked at this cassette. I was like, what? is this there was like 10 bands two songs each maybe more i don't even remember it's it's uh so i went home put in my cassette play and i'm reading the lyrics as i'm listening to it as you did as a kid yeah and i'm like holy shit i i i'm with well, what they, the shit that they're talking about i'm ex- either experiencing it i have experienced it or i feel like it's speaking to me in some way so from that New York Hardcore cassette, I went out and bought cassettes from every one of those bands on there, and I pretty much never went back to metal. Get out of here. That, that kind of, that's like similar to my story, but yours sounds way tougher because you actually listen to metal. Uh, like, I was like, 
I was into like new metal, unfortunately. Yes, I'll admit it now. So it was what like, do you mean? Like NU? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like Slipknot, Corn, Limp Biscuit, and I had like a jumpsuit and shit. And I did these weird like twisty wannabe Liberty spikes, but they weren't. And like totally claimed I was a punk rocker. And like a punk rocker made fun of me. Is like what the fuck? That's not punk rock. And mm-hmm. I was hanging out with this with this crowd, and this guy was like, "Hey, like." what you listen to isn't punk rock. And I was like, then what is? And he goes, bring me $5 tomorrow and I'll give you a punk rock CD. And I had a feeling he busted at you because I think he was lifting his brother's CDs and giving them mm. to me for five bucks. But the first album I got was uh, The Addicts, Joker in the Pack. The second mm. one was Exploited, Beat the Bastards. The third one was Circle Jerks, Golden Shower of Hits. The fourth one was the Adolescence Blue album, and I don't remember anything else after that, but he kept giving me... Fu- oh, uh, the other one after that was um, uh, Black Flag Damaged. Wait, this this is all from the same guy? This is all from the same guy. Every every time I'd give him five bucks, he would give me a CD, which I'm pretty oh. sure those CDs were worth like 10 to 15 back in those days. Oh, he was definitely robbing somebody. Oh, yeah. He was fucking stealing it from I don't know where. But I got 100%. the CDs and I would I would listen to them front to back. And that's funny that you mentioned, like, you would read the lyrics because I feel like that's a dead, that's like yeah. a dead practice nowadays. Like, nobody fucking sits down and listens to an album anymore. Yeah, it's kind of, it's it's like a, it's sad in a way that, that the, the youth doesn't have that, like it's all about the lyrics. I mean, I mean, a beat will catch you. You can't get caught with the beat and the music. But if the shit you're listening to, if you don't, if you can't relate to it or you can't like connect with it, uh, it's you know what I'm saying. I don't know. Weird. Yeah, I mean, it's it's everything, everything and anything I listen to now. I like from being raised with you know being a kid and reading the lyrics. Like, granted, when I was younger, it was like Blink One Eighty Two and the offspring and like bad religion, which later on in life, uh, when I really got into punk rock, like that shit was frowned upon. It was considered like posers, anything on epitaph or anything that was on the radio was like poser stuff when I was a kid. So That's so strange. Cause, cause epitaph had a, had a bunch of good bands on there. Yeah. Or, you know, even like, uh, uh, Lars, what is it? Lars Fredrickson and the boots or the boot boys or whatever <laughs> the it bastards. is. The bastards. There you go. Oh, that's Tom. That's Tom and the Boot Boys. I'm thinking of. Um, and there was, you know, there was Rancid. There was uh, Propagandi, uh, No Effects, Bad Religion, Pennywise, and all that. But that was like kind of frowned upon within the scene I was in. So even now that I'm trying to, I finally got like a band together, and we have the drummer of Union Thirteen on it, and we got some other. I, I just took a whole bunch of people that I knew from bands, and I was like. You guys want to start something? And they're like, yeah. And when they mention something like Rancid and, and Bad Religion and Pennywise, it's... Oh. So, like, those bands were were, were considered, like, posters. And now that I'm in the band now, they're like, they mention these bands, and it, it's hard for me to get into it. So I, I'm actually kind of curious. Was there anything... Is there that type of stuff within hardcore? Because I kind of feel like... There's harder bands and tougher bands, but there's also kind of lighter bands like H2O. And I kind of, I feel like that would maybe fall into a category of like, 
this is quote unquote poser hardcore just because it's a little lighter, but I don't really know. Is there anything mm. like that when uh, back or even nowadays when you listen to hardcore, is it like this is poser ass shit? You know, back in the day when I first started going to shows, I actually started going to shows kind of late. You know, a lot of people started going when they were like 12, 13, 14 uh, free shows. But I didn't start going to shows until I was about 18. Uh, and even back then, I didn't see much of that. Um, there wasn't as many bands playing back then. Uh, I think there was I never got a sense of any of that. And even now, I don't get a sense of any of that. I think it, it just I think people are more accepting now. Uh, people are more open-minded now. There's like, uh, for example, like the Blast Furnace production shows, they're very uh, 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 eclectic with the bands. You can have one band that sounds like an H2O band. You can have a band that's like a beatdown band. You can have an old-school, hardcore-sounding band like my brother's band, The Breed Apart. So people are very open-minded and very cool now. You know what I'm saying? Like, people were cool back then, too. But now it's it's so much more... We've learned from our mistakes of the past with the fighting and the violence and shit that everyone is so cool and it's all family. So I don't really I haven't seen any of that stuff. I was at a show with this one band played. I didn't I thought I was in the wrong venue because they were so like easygoing and soft and but everyone was cool with it. They were like, all right, let them do their thing. And then they, they get off the stage and the next band comes on, you know, so there's not really none of that going on. So when you were in the hardcore scene, it wasn't a around the time when like Judge was playing and there was a lot of fights and breaking out and like violence and kind of white supremacy stuff going on. You had been, you got into the scene past those times, correct? Yeah, that was a little before my time. When I got in there, it was the the, the kind of like the quote unquote down period where nothing nothing was really going on. The stores weren't selling it anymore, and um, it was like on the way back up, kind of. Like the only band, the band, there was a band called 25 to Life that would play all the time. That them and like One for One and there's just a lot of local bands would play around here all the time. Murphy's Law, of course, never stopped playing. And then Madball started coming around and then they kind of brought it back. And and the singer from Gorilla Biscuit, Siv, came out with his shit. And that kind of, that was started the flow, started coming back. And before you knew it, other band, older bands were coming back and new albums were coming out. And Agnostic Front came out with some old, old school sounding shit because they were gone for a minute. And then it just started coming back. So I think I, I, I got in there in a pretty good time. Wait, so Siv was actually... That was the side project of Gorilla Biscuits after it was over? I don't, it wasn't really a side project. It was more of a new thing. A new, it's a whole new band, I think. I'm not going to lie. I could not get into that, dude. Is I, I tried hard, dude. Like, And I guess they have an album that has their complete discography. And I just I couldn't feel it, man. Don't get me wrong. Like, I could li listen to Gorilla Biscuits all day, every day. Nine times out of ten, if I'm working out, I'll probably put on a Gorilla Biscuits album just because, like, it gets me fucking going, but I couldn't get into that at all. The first Civ album is good. It's different. It's not like Gorilla Biscuits. It's different. The second, the second Civ album is is something totally. I don't know what that is. It's not good. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> just straight up, it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> but you know that first Civ album has got a couple good songs on there. But I can see. I can, like, I don't think my brother can get into it neither. I think there's a couple guys who can't get into that album. I like it. Um, but compared to like uh, a Gorilla Biscuits, it, it's not, it's totally different. That's why it's not a side project. It's a whole new thing with them. 
Yeah, I did. I just I couldn't feel it at all, man. I tried really hard. But uh, you obviously went to the shows a little bit later on. What's the craziest stories or some stories that you've had than when you went to uh, these hardcore shows? You know, I don't. There's not really too many crazy stories out there. There was just one time I was at this place in Long Island called the Roxy, where that's how I kind of like. Um, that's how I used to go to hardcore matinees like every Sunday over there. Um, they they would have show, a bunch of bands like all day things, and we would go there every Sunday. And there's one Sunday, I don't know, I don't know exactly what happened. I think it was, there was this crew called SIB, um, Strong Island Boys. And I think they had a problem with one of the bands, one of the singers from the bands. I don't know, whatever, but the whole place was turned up. So I feel like my peas are really popping bad. No, uh, no, no, you're good, dude. Okay, so my fuck, there was the they turned this fucking place upside down. There was people with fucking weapons, people running around, people fighting and everything, and me and my friends just didn't move. We were at the bar just watching this shit go down. <laughs> I just mean, in the back, in the middle of the chaos, like this shit's yeah, going down. It's happening. It, yeah, we were just kind of watching it. Like we, I don't know. I guess it was just a weird thing. Everyone was scattering. We were just like, yo, check this shit out. There's one guy tried to fucking. There was like a, um. Like a part of the uh, a bar was elevated and there was almost like a some kind of a wooden, almost like a picket fence around it, but without the points on the top. But there's one guy was trying to break down this fucking fence and he just couldn't do it. He like <laughs> all his rage was trying to wreck, wreck this fence and all he was doing was like kind of shaking it. <laughs> and we were just laughing our balls off at this fucking guy trying to use this. A uh, piece of offense as a weapon, and he couldn't do it. All his fucking rage was for nothing. It was great. Didn't even beat up anybody. He's just like, fuck this fence. Why does it exist? <laughs> yeah. So you know, like I said, the violence and, and and the craziness wasn't really there when I started going. There was that one incident, and I was at a black and blue show where I watched this one guy. I was just I was taping the event. I was taping it. I was recording it on my phone. I was recording this event. And as soon as I shut the phone off, this guy got knocked out right in front of me with one shot. One shot, boom, he was out. See, I've never had. I've, you no, know, you know what? I've had a lot of crazy stories when I've been to when I've been to shows, man. I've had, I had a time where like I threw five bucks on stage uh, at a at a Bad Religion concert, and the singer's like, Who, "Whose money is this?" And I was like, "Oh, that's mine." And he's like, "Oh, dude, we can't take that. Like, you already fucking paid." for your ticket here take your money back and he like signed it real quick and shit i was like that's fucking awesome or uh before like a tsol and adolescent show i was just preaching to my friends because i still am i don't care what anybody fucking says i'm a huge afi fan from the point of answer that and stay fashionable all the way to their curtain album uh burials i love anything and everything they put out they're just they're my fucking jam they're my bread and butter i love how different every single album comes out is. I love Shut Your Mouth and Open Your Eyes, which is definitely their like hardcore of hardcore album. But I'm preaching to my friends. I'm like, fucking, they're amazing. They're this, they're that. And they're like, dude, shut the fuck up. We're drunk, we're high, and we're walking <laughs> up to the venue. And I see this guy walk out in a pink trench coat, sheer white shirt, and like weird, like creamy white girl glasses. And I turn, uh-huh. I go, that's fucking Davey Havoc right there. And they look and they're like, oh, no fucking way. And we ended up like hanging out with him for an hour and just shooting the shit and talking with him. Did they change their opinion on, on the band after that? Oh, movie? yeah. Oh, most definitely, dude. They told <laughs> they were like, no, he's fu- he's dope, dude. He's cool people. I'm like, fuck yeah, he is. He sat there and he talked about like, uh, have you ever heard of the band uh, Filth? They're from uh, the East Bay. 
No, sounds familiar, but I don't, I don't. I've never heard them. They have a they have a split with Blatz, and uh, like on one side is the filth uh, is the filth record, the other side is Blatz. But I guess the singer he was telling us about the singer and or the guitarist got them their AFI's first gig, and they thought some black guy that was high on PCP thought that Davey Havoc was a white supremacy person because he had red uh, suspenders. And put him in a headlock and told him to apologize and was gonna beat the shit out of him if he fucking didn't and make him apologize into the mic and shit. And the guy fucking let him go and took off into the night. It, and I guess like two weeks later, he got hit on a fucking freeway high on PCP trying to stop Ooh. a car. Trying and, to stop a car? Yeah, dude, just going out and just like <laughs> trying to Superman and stop a fucking car and just fucking got nailed at 65 miles per hour, died on the spot. Yeah, I think uh, that would do it. <laughs> just just a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. But yeah, man, it, 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 I fucking have like so many crazy stories. So that's why I was I was a little curious as to as to how yeah, the man. scene was over over in New York. But you've had nothing but a calm experience. I know recently, I think it was uh, with Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy had a crazy experience where he went with one of his coworkers to some gig and he was drinking nothing but like King Cobras and Steel Reserves and he got like fucked up, right? Um, was it Jimmy or was it Paulie? I don't. Uh, well, Jimmy doesn't drink, so I don't think it was him. And it wasn't Paulie because he's definitely not jumping around like it that. Couldn't he's, have been Ant. Yeah, Paulie's like the fucking Don. He he just sits back and he, you go to him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who it wasn't, but there, there uh, it might have uh, been a story because I think he went to go see Bad Religion and he had to take like the fucking train to go see him. Uh, you know what? That's not ringing a bell. Uh, I know Jimmy got hurt at a show at a Bane concert recently. Did, was uh, it the Was it the final show? It was one of the finals because they had they had like a final run. Yeah, he went to he flew to Philly, if I'm correct, right? I think he went to the Philly one, the New York one, and the Boston one. And he got hurt at one of them. I think I think the Philly one he hurt his back somehow. But by the time oh. the Boston show came around, he was back up and running. Get the fuck out of here. I can imagine him getting crazy because I I know he's mentioned that like he he enjoys the shows very well. Yeah. He's he's a maniac up there. He gets on the stage. He stays. He still stage dies. The motherfucker's like fifty three years old, <laughs> dude. Hey man, but that that's look. Your your podcast is called Growing Up, Not Growing Old. Okay, like that is the, the perfect epitome. example of that. That is the epitome of it. And uh, <laughs> you know, and he's, I, still, he's still jumping off the stages and he he's he's still slamming and singing along and, and jumping around, which is it's really great. I I'm, I'm sure when I'm he's actually only like forty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure when I, you know, I'll still be doing that shit in a couple of years too. Yeah, I hope so as well. Even, I mean, I'm not saying I'm old or anything, uh, but I, even for me going to shows now, I'm kind of like, I really don't need to go in the pit, man. Like, there's no fucking reason. I'll go up front and I'll sing with the singer and I'll see if I can snag the mic once in a blue moon. But other than that, like, I don't, I see no fucking irk yeah. to go Don't into the pit, bro. The only thing I calmed calmed down on is stage diving because uh, my friend uh, broke his arm and he uh, he was out of work for a while. So I was like, you know what? Maybe I should just chill out with that. <laughs> yeah, my buddy broke his arm. You could do uh, st- uh, you could do crowd stomping though if you want. What is that? When you jump off feet first? No, you, no, not only jump off free, feet first. You like go as far back on the stage as possible and you run forward and you see how far you could get stepping on people's heads. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna fly. <laughs> Uh, can't be doing this. Hey, you never know unless you try, man. <laughs> I mean, I mean, 
You don't. People don't do that because you'll you'll catch a beat, and if you're trying to step on. Oh, people's I head. can imagine. I can, it's actually very popular in like the East Bay hardcore scene. They and another thing is another thing that you'll never see in New York is this crowd uh, uh, crowd killing thing that people do. What's crowd killing? Oh, Jesus Christ. You, you, if you do that around here, you, you're getting taken out. And you might not come back. Is it like These, a bachelorette party or what? <laughs> <laughs> it's these guys. They're, like, they're, they're in the pit, but then they'll go and start hitting people who aren't in the pit that are just on the outskirts. Oh, what the fuck? It's kind of like rhinoing. Like, do, do you, you know when like people rhino? What is that? It's a... Uh, it's when you're instead of like if it's a circle pit, instead of sticking with the circle pit, you're like beelining into people that are on the side of the pit and like purposely hitting them and doing shit like that. Yeah, that's some dumb shit. Yeah, I never understood that, man. I never understood that. It, it's I I there's just no fucking point. Or even like even reverse pitting, because nine times out of ten for like the punk rock scene, if somebody's reverse pitting, it's because it's a six foot two, three hundred pound motherfucker and he could take mm. it, or it's a skinhead looking to start a fight. It's one or the other. It's never anything else. You'll never catch my fucking five foot one, one hundred forty pound ass trying to go reverse pit because I know I'll die in a second. Oh, um. I'm gonna. By the way, uh, I'm gonna change the subject, but real quick, you would you did an episode of your podcast that's life with this guy. I forgot his name, but you guys were talking about health decisions and food and shit. Um, uh, it was a while back. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was uh, Mario from the Superiority Complex because he has diabetes. Yeah, but you were talking about you were at one point like one eight, not one eighty, but you were like really dude. Heavy I was close to two hundred. Yeah. Yeah, wow, and you're and you're 140 now. Or? Yeah, I'm 140 now, man. And wow, good job, bro. That's that was serious. I was listening to that. I was like, holy shit, five one. Uh, oh, excuse me. <laughs> I was like, dude, these guys, do you guys really know what the fuck you're talking about? And that guy talking about uh, uh, the other guy you had the guest on was talking about his his health decisions and his food decisions and everything. I was like, wow, these guys are doing really really good one with themselves. I mean, uh. uh yeah, I just wanted to comment and say good job. Oh, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. You know, it's still a struggle to this day, but actually I'm getting to the point, and I don't care who fucking makes fun of me, I'm kind of leaning towards becoming a vegetarian. Now, hold on and let me finish my comment before making fun of me. The only reason that I just, I, I've, I'm starting to get disgusted by meat. Like, mm. just the, the look and the flesh of it and, like, what it like really is that I'm eating, I'm starting to get like grossed out to the point that I don't want to eat it. Like it, it's weird. I just like, and I cook, I cook for my family. I cook for myself. Um, I cook for any, anytime anybody comes over, I cook for them as well. So if there's somebody behind the barbecue, it's me and I'm cooking the chicken, I'm cooking the carne asada, I'm cooking any steak, whatever the fuck it is, I'm cooking it. And now that like I'm looking at it and looking at it more, I'm starting to get more grossed out to the point that like, I just can't fucking do it, dude. And I'm just picturing like the walking dead and like flesh and like zombies mm. pulling it apart and just like going to town. So I don't know, man. I might, I might be going vegetarian soon, dude, because it's starting well, you know to make what? me want to puke. That's the uh, the best thing, like health wise. And you know what? The people who talk shit about vegetarians and vegans, you don't let them because at the end of the day, when you're 55 playing catch in the yard with your kids, they're gonna be having a heart attack. 
Yeah, exactly. And all and th- that's why I felt so bad for uh for Mario, but at the same time he's like don't feel bad. I've enjoyed my life all the way up to this point and now it's just about trying to continue living life properly. All right, and, so you have I'm sorry, go ahead. And you uh you personally have ha- have made a life choice of switching up your diet and and your lifestyle. You used to uh I uh, could be wrong, but you used to drink quite a bit and now you're definitely leaning away from it a lot more. Um, you read, I believe it was the singer of Madball. He wrote a book on like what's in food and what's really behind everything that you're eating, which made you make the life decision of switching yeah. and starting to eat more healthier. I could be wrong. Am I right? You're on the right track. You're wrong, but you're right. Yeah, I'm um, wrong, but I like it. <laughs> well, cause I was already on the, I was already in the, in the mindset of changing. I just needed like a catalyst and, and uh, the, the the book it was from the the singer from the Chromags. Chromags, that's and, what it was. And that book was the thing that really put me over the edge. It really got me on the right track. I haven't had a drink in two years. Yeah, I actually I quit uh, two months ago. Two months ago, I quit drinking, and it, it wasn't even it wasn't for the fact that like I didn't enjoy it. Like I love drink, I still love drinking, but I started losing that that control that I always had, which is why I never did any other drugs, especially hallucinogens, because I was always scared I couldn't control it. Who who knows how long I'm going to be high for and what I'm going to see and will I be able to handle it? So that's why I always stuck to like drink, even weed. Like I'd take a, if I were to ever smoke, like I'd take a rip of weed and I could be high for two hours. And what if I need to not be high? Like yeah. I can't really fucking do it. So I know if I had X amount of beers, I would be buzzed for X amount of time. And it started getting to the point where I started blacking out. I think I blacked out last year like four to six times, and that was not okay with me at all. Yeah, so. that's, that's bad. That's, that's bad news when you when you when that start hap- starts to happen. Yeah, so I stepped away from from drinking. So you uh, you stepped away as well. Is there a particular reason why you stepped away from drinking? No, it was just I was just you know there was no there was no upside. I was I was getting fat. I was losing my motivation. I was having headaches in the morning. And uh, it was just, I was like, uh, you know, I get a, uh, uh, I have a driving position. That's what I do for a living. I drive trucks. And that, if I got pulled over, that would affect, I would lose my job. And it was just, it was just, there's absolutely no upside to drinking whatsoever. And plus I drank from the, from ages 10 to 36. Jeez. So I mean, I mean, I, you know, enough's enough, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, what about your health though? You decided to also switch up, uh, your health, uh, and eating and eating yeah, yeah. better. So, uh, was there a particular reason why behind that? And what do you actually eat now? Yeah, it was it was a fucking the same kind of thing. I was like getting fat. I hated the way I looked. I was read I would read my daughter a bedtime story. I'd run out of breath after like the second Fuck. word. I'd run upstairs and get out of breath. And I was just I didn't like I was eating fast food every day. I I just didn't like who the fuck I was, what I looked like, how I felt about myself. So yeah, so I just went on a plant based diet. Um, I eat mostly raw vegetables. I don't even cook them or steam them. I just eat vegetables, raw vegetables and fruits. So, and, you know, I fuck with some chicken once in a while, some, some turkey once in a while. And for the first eight months, I was pretty much uh, a vegan for the first, like, eight months. Really? So no cheese? I don't know if I could give up cheese, bro. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> uh, I mean, ever since then, I just needed that first, like, first chunk of time just to lose the weight and get to where I had to get to. And then after that, that first eight to nine months, I started working out. I, I started eating some grilled chicken, uh, you know, a little bit of junk food here and there, cheese. And, and you know, um, when I would run out of almond milk, I would re- eat, uh, drink regular milk. So I, I'm not on any kind of diet, any kind of vegetarian, vegan diet. I'm just mostly plant-based, raw plants, fruits, 
Um, and uh, exercise is, is pretty much the most important thing you, you can do. And um, that's pretty much, you know, I didn't want to get on this, this, this crazy health and food tangent, but that's pretty much it, really. And I have never, I mean, I'm, I'm the, obviously I'm the oldest I've ever been, <laughs> and, but I feel the best like I've ever felt, ever. Look, Mike, you look great. Everybody go on to Mike's <laughs> Instagram, either look it up as uh, Mike Russo or uh, what is it, Gungo? Gungo Podcast Gungo on Instagram. Gungo Podcast Twitter. on Instagram. So go ahead and look at Mike because you will be like, he is a good looking motherfucker because he oh, looks fit as hell. No homo. Uh, <laughs> let's go Hashtag ahead. no homo, kid. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, you know, no matter what you do, as long as you say no homo at the end, you're completely fine. But you really? uh, you actually joined uh, Podcast 2 recently. Podcast 2 is like a great, great thing. This is like, um, something, like three of my favorite shows and then my show on one feed, which is great because I don't have to download or wait for separate downloads. Yeah. Everything comes down at one feed. Which is great, which is kind of what Rat House Production was originally doing, and we decided to to uh, branch off from that. Uh, the only reason why is because we felt that it was, it was a little um, – it was unnecessary for us because we knew that there were people that listened to comic books uh, and love comic books, but they don't like – how I Met Your Mother, or they don't really care much for music, so they wouldn't listen to the Everything Bagel. But the great thing about podcasts, too, is they're all very similar style podcasts that that I'm sure every, anybody and everybody could go. Uh, formerly of Rat House Production, Shane Gray Live is uh, Shane Gray is actually the one behind it, running it. So congrats to, to Shane. I'm really glad that he was able to spread his wings. And he definitely, uh, I was glad that, uh, you know, he hit me up and he was like, hey, man, you know, uh, I told him all the changes that's happening with Rat House, and he's like, you know what? I think this is going to be my time to part ways. Like, I wanna, I wanna drive mm. this specific direction. And I was like, cool, man. Like, we. Uh, that was the one thing that's the agreement with Rat House was that when you wanted to part ways, like you could, it didn't matter. And yeah. he ended on good terms, and he also announced on Shane Grade Live the same exact thing. And he went off and started his thing, and I, I really respect him for it. Like, it's so great because I know he's had the heart and driving. Uh, Trying, uh, not uh, not trying, but driving to do podcasts. He's been doing it since what two thousand eight, I believe. He's been doing it for a while. He's actually he's the guy that um, when I first started doing this podcast thing, I went on Twitter and did a hashtag podcast search, and his show came up. It was at the time it was called the Hanging Outcast, him and Justin. And I listened to that show, and I was like, wow, this is a good show because I didn't know independent podcasts. I listened to like regular yeah, like Joe shit. Rogan or Kevin Smith or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And then I listened to a show and I fucking, I sent him an email telling him how much I enjoyed his show. And he got back to me and he listened to my show and he told me how much I, he enjoyed my show. And then that's how that relationship started. And then, uh, he, he kept listening and kept shouting me out on his shows. And then before you know it, I wasn't even listening to any mainstream shows anymore. I was listening to straight up all independent podcasts. And through his show, I learned about attention deficit order and the Conrad and Jack show. And then from listening to attention deficit order, I found out about Boulder Malligerent and then, you know, uh, big Papa podcast, all those. Yeah. Big Papa podcast and everything bagel. I found out through Instagram. Really? And, oh, and Pot of the Damned as well. Yeah, that's where I found uh, Pot of the Damned as well. Yeah, so then I, I found those guys on Instagram. And I, and same thing, we reached out to each other. And, we, and, you know, I had Steve on my show. A big shout out to Steve from uh, Everything Bagel Podcast. And I've been on and had 
you know, stand on from Big Papa Podcast. And it turned it's just turned into this whole fucking community and it's really, really great. And um I think you are really you're like the 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 I don't know. You, I feel like you got a bright fucking future ahead of you. I mean, I don't know how long you've been in this game. Maybe like what, three, four years now? Three, uh, three. It's been officially three years and like a few months since since I first I, started. I feel like if there's one dude that's gonna get like a paying gig, <laughs> it's gonna be you. Because I could just tell uh, from listening to your other shows, uh, and you got that thing. Like whatever that thing is, I feel like you got it. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. I, I, I don't see the thing at all, but I swear to God, I'm trying my hardest over here to just do anything and everything. And you know, the thing is, I, I, it's not just my love for doing podcasting. I love other podcasts as well, which is why I created Rat House Productions was to either help or to try to get podcasts that are amazing and great, which we've, uh, Mike and I have already talked, you know, he has definitely declined that of joining Rat House Productions, but I've always told him that door is open, man, at any time, because there, there's certain podcasts that you could tell when you listen to it. There's just, there's nothing behind it. And there's other podcasts that people just like their love and their passion. And you could tell the difference while listening. It's almost like being in a band and listening to a band and being like, these assholes are just fucking just in it to try to do something. There's other people that just have their heart and love in it. So, uh, don't get me wrong. That is the huge reason why I listen to the Growing Up Not Growing Old podcast, as well as uh, why I shout out Mike, even on the Comics After Dark podcast, which has nothing to do yeah. <laughs> with Growing Up Not Growing Old. Uh, it, it's just it's that. a solid and amazing podcast. But at one point, you were gonna you were gonna quit podcasting, and Shane Gray uh, helped you uh, helped you come back to it. What what was that situation about? Well, what it was is I wasn't gonna quit, but what but you know I think every, every Sometimes when you do this, you're like, I don't feel like doing a show this week or uh, I got to act because me, I don't like my show is just me. Or I mean, me and Angela do the Fridecast, which uh, is awesome. Shout out, to shout out to Angela. Yeah. Thanks, man. Hi, Angela. But, I'm pretty sure she's not listening, but hi. <laughs> uh, she's actually like right behind me. She can't hear you, but she, uh, she's right behind me. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it's just me. So I have to like get guests every week. So I got to reach out to people. So after a while, I was like, oh, man, I just don't feel like doing this. And uh, what am I doing? You know, but Shane was the guy that would talk about just as I was feeling like that. He would mention me on the show and talk about how, you know, oh, this is a great show. Everyone should check it out. This dude is doing it. And I'm like, you know what? I I, I want to do this, even if it's just for one guy. You know, yeah. I, I, even if one guy likes my show, I want to make sure there's something like back when I started. My thing was always have something every week. Now I've missed since then, I've missed a bunch, but I my whole thing was always have something. Um, so that dude, when he was saying some nice shit about my show, kept me going. Like, all right, you know, let me let me. There are people out there listening, so let me get some shit going. And then I would just get on a roll and have and just like start booking people for months in advance. Yeah, and and you know what? Uh, due to you, you always suggest a lot of good shows. So if you're listening to Gungo and he suggests anything and everything, I go and search for it no matter what it is, whether it's music, whether it's a podcast, you will not be disappointed. And actually, Green Up Gaming had a moment like that when uh, I was listening to... Because first off, I jumped on Green Up Gaming uh, recently with the Masturbation 
incident, which oh, that was great. <laughs> they still claim that there was nobody jerking off, but I call complete bullshit on that. Someone oh, yeah. was spanking it hard on that fucking show, but that dude was fucking moaning and everything. <laughs> Dude, and you can hear like the jizz, and it was so gross. I know. Uh, but uh, but I reached out to him, and I was like, "Hey, man, like I'm listening. It's great." And he had his daughter on, and had a quick little segment with his daughter. And I just thought it was the fucking cutest thing in the world. So uh, yeah. I I went out, and I was like, "Hey, man, like it, he 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 announced like like people hashtag or say if you liked it." I was like, "I really like that segment. It was really cute." And he's like, oh, thanks, man. Like, she, it would mean the world to her. And I ended up, uh, I guess he mentioned that she's really into dinosaurs. And there was a new Disney movie called The Good Dinosaur. And I was like, oh, like, shout out to uh, whatever, I forgot what his daughter's name is. And I was like, she she was as adorable as this dinosaur. And I was hoping he'd show his kid. And yeah. he, re- he ended up reaching out to me uh, at the new Rat House website. And he was like, dude, thank you so much. Like, that, like, made my day. And, and he was kind of bummed out and and maybe it's contemplating on maybe quitting uh uh the green up gaming or like just uh doing something with the podcast and kind of leaning away from it and he was like like you you made you like you made my day by doing that it it, mm. it meant the world and he talked about it on green up gaming too and that's some some of the things that a lot of people don't realize is when you comment or when you say anything and everything to us to the if you're kevin smith like you're a dime a fucking dozen but to us yeah. independent podcasts it means the fucking world when just one person does one thing or like somebody recognizes you for your art and something uh, that especially people like us that have been doing it for over three years. Like it means the fucking world when you just when you say one thing to us. So we we don't take those things for granted and understand that to, to all of our listeners. Yeah, and um, big shout out to Ryan. Ryan's a good dude out there. He's another dude who um, shouts me out and says nice things about my show. And, uh, and, um, yeah, dude, he, he puts so much pressure on himself, man. He's always down on himself and he's always contemplating and, and reevaluating his shit. Yo, Ryan, just do what you do. <laughs> That's it. Just do it and you'll be all right, man. Just shit. Just do it. Do what you do. Be true to who you are and shit will just fall in place, man. Yeah. Big shout out to Ryan. Dude, I agree 110%. I've actually been listening to an audio book. It is called, uh, uh, it is called me being a dumbass. Damn it, I can't find. It. I think it's the the keys <laughs> to success, the seventeen principles of like personal something. Oh, personal success. Yeah, like personal oh, success. Uh, uh, like success or something like that. And at first, I'm like, this is fucking stupid. Like, why yeah. am I about to listen to this? But it ended up like a lot of the things it said. I was like, this makes one hundred and ten percent. Like complete fucking sense like one of the things in there it just preaches about pma which i've been trying my hardest to just stick to pma as well as like uh yes man you remember the fucking the movie yes man with jim carrey uh no, I'm not familiar with that, and uh, I know every every fucking movie. <laughs> I have no idea what that is. Uh, it's it's Jim Carrey, and he's like he's he's basically like a, a Debbie Downer. He's like oh, I don't I don't want to hang out with my friends. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. I'm no 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 no. And he goes to this seminar, and he becomes a yes man. And like finally in the long run, like he gets him into trouble, and mm. he it, it, you realize that like yes will get you a long ways, but always like. Always be willing to say yes, but never go above your means. And that's essentially what it's preaching about. And this is also within that book, too. It's like, like say yes and do things and do things that you wouldn't normally do and, and keep, tra- uh, keep 
keep chasing and and continue your art because over a matter of years you're you're gonna be nothing but better and a lot of people i feel are 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 mad because they're 50 episodes into podcasts and they're like fuck i only have 200 listeners it's like you don't even have 200 people in your family fucking listening like there's people out there that you would have never guessed are listening to you especially uh you mike now that it's been three years like did you ever think that you would have uh at least to my knowledge you have a huge listenership in California. Yeah. I, I, you know, another thing when I first started was I was like, you know what, if I can get like, I don't know, 10 subscribers, I'd be happy with it. I'd be like, cool. That's, but now it's, that's what fucking pisses me off, man. Why can't iTunes tell me exactly how many subscribers I have? <laughs> like what the fuck is <laughs> I don't know. It's the, it's the weird, like Stitcher is all fucking cool and will tell you how many people are listening and all that shit. But yeah. iTunes are just secretive about it, which is why the only way you could tell that you're climbing the charts is by all the fucking uh, five star ratings that they give you on your feed. Yeah. And it's, it's fucking, but I mean, it's Apple, man. They keep everything secretive. Let's when be I, real on, here. Yeah. On, on, on Podbean, it tells me how many Apple iTunes feed hits I get. Yeah. So that's a good starting point. I always take that feed hits and like cut it in half because there's always bots and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so I like to take that number and cut it in half and then I kind of almost like take like almost half of that number and I feel like that's my real listeners right there. For sure. Mike, is there anything uh, that's going to be happening in your upcoming episodes? Uh, Nothing. <laughs> I, I, right now I'm in that period where I don't even feel like booking anybody. I'm just like going from like... You know what? I, uh, I feel like going. I'm just like week to week right now. Um, so, oh, dude, but it's so good. Man. I love it when fucking Jimmy goes. Is is it Jimmy that goes to his car and calls you up on his phone? Yeah, cause he 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 works at night, so he he like you know he finishes up whatever the fuck he's doing, so he can call on the show. And a lot of times he's outside hanging out or whatever. Actually, he's got an event coming up soon, so he'll probably jump back on. And it's time to get Paulie back on. And, um, you know, me and Angel are going to be doing a Frightcast every once in a while. And I'm going to get fellow podcasters on. And, um, you know, it'll, it'll you know, even though my show slows down every once in a while, I always have something. So, you know, shit, shit's going to, it's going to continue. It's going to go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, shout out to Jimmy. Um, if you're listening, man, I always love, uh, I always love when you come on. And uh, you better be uh, rubbing that sexy body all, <laughs> all over oh, yeah, you. That's fine. I'm trying to get that dude on. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you guys were supposed to have, like, a barbecue with him or something, right? Yeah, I'm trying to get that dude on the the show. I mean, I'm not, like, that's one thing. Like, I don't care about celebrities. I don't really give a fuck about getting celebrities on or, you know. But this guy, he's, like, transcending celebrity-ism. He's now, like, he's like a folk hero now. (laughs) We're talking about the guy from Lost Boys who plays a saxophone. Yeah, which I'm not going to lie. If you think of the Lost Boys, nine times out of ten, you think of that guy playing the fucking sax, man. Sax guy. <laughs> so go pick up some saxy body, you guys. Oh, did <laughs> he bought some of that shit? And yo, it's a fucking, it's an empty bottle with fucking baby oil in it, and it says in Sharpies. Uh, it says Sharpie on the back. Uh, 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 what's his fucking saying? His song. Uh, I still believe on the back. <laughs> It's so fucking awesome. Well, Mike, let's go ahead. Let's uh, 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 let's close it out with some horror movie recommendations. But before we do that, uh, I'm glad to announce by the time this is airing, you'll probably have one or two brand new pot of the dams. Yes, they're finally back. Josh Qua 
and Edgar are all back together and um, they're going to be continuing on. So when you listen to them, uh, their feed is going to be at rathouse.net, but you'll never even notice. So if you're subscribed to them through iTunes or Stitcher or whatever uh, po- whatever podcast app you're listening to them through, you won't even notice. But definitely go ahead and head on over to rathouse.net and leave them a comment on any of their episodes and they'll get back to you and, and it'll be awesome and great. But Mike, do you have any recommendations for scary movies? I might add I fell asleep during X-Men Apocalypse. The first time I've ever done it and I blame you because I never fell asleep during a fucking movie until I talked to you, man. <laughs> Yo, did you um? You know what? I you guys just did that episode. I didn't listen to it yet, but um, I uh, I know you're just probably trying to wrap it up. But can you just tell me if you liked it or not? Because I just watched it the other day. I fell asleep on it too. Um, <laughs> it, it it was it was the better of the X Men movies, but you know it's it's still comparing shit to shit. You know. Yeah, I was watching it um in 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 the comfort of my own home. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I, and in all fairness, I was in a fucking lazy boy at the movie theater fully reclined so maybe that's why i fell asleep i gotta say i never liked the effects in these x in these new x-men movies i never i don't know who they use but their effects first class even uh uh, days of future past i don't like the effects in these new x-men movies i really don't and this one was no different the makeup was bad the effects were bad i'm just gonna blame brian singer dude i think he just needs to Put up, put up the fucking directing coat, man. Because even you know, Superman Returns was not a good movie, and yet they decided to give the man that directed Superman Returns the fucking X Men franchise. And on top of it, when they rebooted it, they didn't even go with a different fucking director. It's like, what was the point? Yeah, well, you know what? The guy who did First Class didn't want to come back for, for Days of Future Past. So I think that's when they went to Singer. Oh, man, I'm just, I'm fucking, I'm over it. I don't want to see him anymore. But yeah, uh, Mike, do you have any recommendations on some scary movies? Uh, you know what? Um, not really. There's, I haven't really been watching anything lately. There was um, no Fucci or Gucci or uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Lucio Fulci. Yeah. Um, I guess I can recommend if you want to go back to old school movies. I would recommend the movie called The Beyond. Um, check that out. That's that's one of my favorites. But you know, like these old school movies, you got to take them from what they are. Uh, a lot of these movies I seen as a kid. A lot of a lot of fans of these movies, you seen them as a kid, and it creeps you the fuck out. Hey man, so, you, I just recently watched Bloodsport for the first fucking time, and you know what? That movie fucking holds up, even for an '80s and a cheesy ass Van Damme movie. Oh yeah, I was watching Marked for Death the other day, Steven Seagal versus the Jamaican. Yeah, flick. and you know, that I, was great. They're, they're still fucking great, and they hold up. Fucking they hold up to this day. And Mike always suggests to go watch uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, Jason goes to Manhattan. He always oh. it's his favorite movie of all time. Oh, oh I can't even. Res- you know what? I'm just gonna let. I'm just gonna let you. I'm gonna let that ride like it's. <laughs> I'm going to let that ride like it's real because I don't even want to even talk about that movie. <laughs> um, totally messy. Out of sheer curiosity, uh, we'll end on this. What's your favorite Freddy, uh, Jason, and Halloween movie? What are your favorite, uh, favorite right, that's, ones? That's easy because Nightmare on Elm Street, I think the first one is great and the rest of them fucking stink. So there's that. You don't like the like gay guy dancing in his room? Isn't that the second one? That's the second one. And he gets... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, for, of course, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Nightmare on Elm Street run. What about uh, the Friday the 13th franchise? 
Friday Thirteenth for me, it's uh, either part three or four. Uh, I love three and f- I love one part one through four are great, uh, and six is okay. Um, probably I'll probably go with part three, even because that's the one I grew up with. But part four is the better film, but I like part three better. Part four has Corey Feldman in it, does it? Doesn't it? Yeah, Corey Feldman kills Jason at the end. Yeah, that was like the most convincing Corey Feldman movie I've ever seen, and it was when he was a young ass kid. And of, yeah. and of course, last but not least, uh, the Halloween movies. Halloween again, Halloween one. Really not a not Halloween four, like Season of the Witch that has nothing to do <laughs> nothing oh, to do. Was, oh, Halloween three, Seasons of the Witch. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I don't like uh, Halloween one, Carpenters, and then Rob Zombie's reboot. Uh, those are good. Part two is okay. The original part two is okay. But again, they all stink. They all fucking stink. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Part Halloween four, the revenge. Halloween five, the curse. H two O, DGA. What the fuck? Out of Dale stink. <laughs> oh man. Well, thank you so much, Mike, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Last but not least, Mike, where can we find you on the interweb? Yo, check me out on Instagram and Twitter at Gungo Podcast, and uh, I have a Facebook page. Growing up, not growing old. Uh, that's really about it. Uh, I got a YouTube page, but I haven't used it. I had a bunch of videos, but I, the YouTube got all screwed up. But I have my video of my brother's hardcore band, Breed Apart, uh, Gungo Podcast on YouTube. It's pretty much at Gungo Podcast on everything. And of course, uh, Mike, do you have any other live shows that you're going to be going to at all? Um, no, I don't have any of that planned. Um, I had an opportunity to do one, but I, I, I didn't want to do it because I, I wanted to enjoy the show. Because the first time I did my podcast live, I didn't really get to see much of the bands. So I think the next uh, time I, uh, I had the opportunity to do it, I turned it down just so I can have have some fun. All right. Thank you so much, uh, Mike. We really appreciate you coming on, dude. And uh, go ahead and make sure to go subscribe to Growing Up, Not Growing Old podcast. Well, you guys, you know, sometimes you get knocked down in the pit. And guess what? That's life. <laughs>